0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible.
1: And we're live. Good morning. morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. welcome to One Decent Pastor. <laughs> oh, we already said that. I, yeah, I got chastised. I get chastised when I, I say right. like, Oh, we already did it in the intro. Well, end. we don't hear the intro before we yeah. start, but that's they That's correct. Do. They did.
0: Yeah. Seems weird to say the same thing. Yeah. But, well, hey, there's nothing wrong welcome with Welcome to what you were just welcome to. Too welcoming. welcoming. Yeah. yeah. Double welcome.
1: Yeah.
0: How's everybody? Double happiness. Doing
1: good.
2: Not bad. Yeah. Better yeah. this
1: week than last week, so.
2: Yeah. The house is quiet again. Yeah, you
1: had a frenzy last week. You it was a frenzy.
2: Yeah, it was it was a doozy, but it was good. It went good with everybody, so um, had a really good time visiting with everyone. But it's yeah. nice to have an empty house again. That's rad. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: A lot to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everything's back to normal. So. <laughs> Brent, how you doing? Doing good.
0: Nothing to report here. Nothing yep. new to Nothing, report. Huh? Not really. No.
1: All right. Do you want to talk about what we were talking about before? Nope. <laughs> like people come, have come to appreciate the banter on the podcast, but there's there's banter that happens before the banter. Yeah, before we
2: go live, we get out <laughs> we get out the other level of it's, banter. It's not always podcast going. Go yeah, banter.
0: Oh,
1: definitely not. <laughs> well, at least not this podcast. No. But maybe a different one kind or of podcast. two things would happen if we actually
2: <laughs> like revealed that banter. We would either grow really quickly or we would, would be fired yes <laughs> people are
0: thinking it's worse than it was now but it was yeah, yeah. so some bathroom procedure talk as well middle school humor and we'll just leave, it. We'll just leave it at that yeah <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like inappropriate no it uh, wasn't inappropriate no like, yeah. uh, it was just not a little gross not appropriate yeah. for this correct right
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: fantastic Chad anyway how, how do we recover from that you're going camping you got a new trailer bro yeah you we're going a, camping
1: we, we upgraded our trailer. So yeah. now you got room for the grandkid well that was that was the big reason. and, yeah. and the grandkids coming camping with us. Yeah, no, tonight. that's awesome. So. Just you and yeah. Jill and Hudson. Yeah, that's
2: wow. rad. That's really yeah. cool. Where are you going?
1: Uh, Lava Lake. Oh yeah, yeah. So just just up uh, the by road by Elk, little ways. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think that one's closest. Yeah, to it's, elk. Not, it's not yeah. far from Elk. Yeah. So you got the restaurant at Elk and everything close that you need. Right. Just, in, just in case. Actually, Lava Lake, I think, has a resort, doesn't it?
1: Uh, I don't. know. It's been a while since I've been out there. Mm. I don't remember. <clears throat> I bet it's been six or seven years since I've been out to Lava Lake. So yeah, it's been a while. I think they have time. a little store. I oh, I think so. Yeah, I don't know if they have, if it's more than that. Yeah. Anyway, cool. we'll find out. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. Um, should we dive right in? We might as well drive, sure. dive in. Sure, dive. This <clears throat> we, was a question that came in. We did. We had a question uh, come in asking us, uh, what what about church discipline? What it is, kind of a... Maybe not everybody's favorite topic. I love this subject. Yeah. <laughs> Some people love it more than others. Some people hate it more than others. So anyway, we're going to try to unpack okay. church discipline in the podcast today. Yeah. So first of all, where where do we get the idea of church discipline? Mm.
0: 1 Corinthians 5. 1 Corinthians yeah. 5
2: is an example of it, right? Like an actual working example of yeah. the necessity of it. And even gives us kind of the reasons <clears throat> as to why. Sure. But, I mean, Jesus Jesus talked about not not church discipline because the church hadn't right. officially been inaugurated. But when it comes to um, uh, reconciliation and repentance and, um, you know, challenging each other and yeah. obedience and holiness. And
1: Jesus talked about yeah. that before that. So, so, with that in mind, I'll, I'll we'll come back to Second uh, Corinthians five and Matthew eighteen. But like, is there a better name that we could use than church discipline? I Can't really think of is one. There a better phrase? I, you, you asked that question, yeah. and I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Church protection—that doesn't really work. Now it's funny because the word discipline—it's it, the word disciple. Nobody has a problem with. Right. We like it. Uh, you know, just hey, I, I'm going to disciple somebody, or I, I want you know discipleship. Everybody's cool with that. Yeah. But the word discipline, people get fired up about. Like, what you talking? it's just it's yeah. just weird how right. that Add an N. Yeah. You add in a couple of letters. And, and it I, becomes and, the N word. And it becomes a bad, bad word. It's a bad B-word. word. So. I don't fun, like it. The funny thing to me also is, just for what it's worth, is everything you can think of in life has the same kind of idea, where uh, sure. your job, if you don't perform properly, if you're an athlete and you and you beat somebody up. You know, there, there's so many things. If you if you go to a bar and you're unruly, you get 86 Everybody has these rules. Everybody has this kind of conduct, this code of conduct right. that exists that if you don't, you know, do what you're supposed to do, then then there's a consequence for it. But somehow in the church, there's this weird, well, I know we'll get into it, but there's yeah. this weird thing where you can't do, you know, you shouldn't do that. Well, that's because we're supposed to be the most loving place and <laughs> yeah. organization
2: of people on earth that exist. And so a loving place group of people just wouldn't do something like this. That's yeah. the notion. Right. Right? It is. And then you can just get into, you know, a parent and their heart towards their children <laughs> and discipline and why. And, and it's like, it's really simple, Yeah, you know, right. why, why we do it and that it's actually
0: good. It's good yeah. in every arena. Yeah. And, and people appreciate it when it's, it's not done. comfortable. In all those other spots that I talked about. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, people, if somebody's being unruly and, and causing a problem, people appreciate it when yeah. somebody deals with that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, you just have chaos. For sure. But for some reason, the church is kind of like a... Yeah, no bueno, right situation.
2: Yeah, because yeah. we like the we we like the judicial judicial system too. <laughs> Jujitsu, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that's we, we like jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu, right? Can we do that? I mean, yes. that probably happens you kick some someone churches. in the face. Yeah, that would be <laughs> yep. a church discipline. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that, like yeah. We, we like that <laughs> as a society as a whole. I mean, it's on our terms, and depending on who did what, but I mean, we we like that kind of discipline or correction, so that that thing will not happen again or yeah. be eradicated and that we can all live nice together. And this is, this is really all
1: we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the better name would just be discipleship. I mean, it's part of, yeah. and we'll get into it, but yeah, you know, it's discipleship. Like it's a team effort, right? And we, we help yeah. each other in, in our uh, walk with Christ. And, and so this idea of church discipline really at the end
0: of the day is discipleship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know how far you're going to go into that, but I mean, there's, there's discipleship that's formative and then there's discipleship that's corrective. Sure. Oh, look at Brent. Yeah. Look at Brent. And, and formative discipleship, we all, we all get behind that right. that idea of, you know, we need to train people up. We need to equip them. We need to—everybody wants that. It's only encouraging. <laughs> but the yeah. corrective discipleship— Yeah, yeah, yeah hold on. No, no, nobody <laughs> wants that. Yeah. Only up's. encouraging is good, but anything
2: yeah.
1: challenging is bad. Yeah stay, right. out of, yeah, stay out of my business at that point. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure, yeah. So, so I think, like, Matthew 18 kind of gives us more <laughs> the idea of, of discipleship. I think in, in you know this this process, you mentioned 2 Corinthians 5 or 1 Corinthians 5. First Corinthians 5, yeah. You yeah. actually what, see
0: church discipline happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so, actual So what's example. going
1: on there? I didn't have that actually on my list, but well, what, well, what's well, going
0: on there in 1 Corinthians 5?
2: Well, it's weird.
1: It's a weird thing. It is. Like, homie
2: took <laughs> his dad's wife, and so I don't right. know if it was a stepmom. I would hope it's a stepmom. Yep. I'm pretty sure it is the way that Paul says it, and it's not his actual birth mom. Uh, but, like, th- th- there's sexual immorality yep. going on by a member. And not only is it not being corrected by the other members who are fully aware of it, but they're actually kind of applauding it and right. acting like it's, it's fine. And Paul's like, none of this is fine. Right. Right. So that's kind of the, the nutshell of First Corinthians 5. Well, and that's, so yeah. then it goes through it, it, the end how they was, need to, what they need to do yeah. <laughs> immediately with this guy and why um, and what the goal is. It actually gives us the full picture of, of why yeah. and what the goal is. Yeah. So
1: so let's unpack that for a minute. So so what do they do and, and what
0: was the goal? Brent, you want to jump in there? Well, I mean the first thing we, we see is Paul definitely expected them to do something about right. it. It wasn't it was the fact that they weren't was a problem. And, and this is something that again as far as the church goes, we need to understand that, that if there's if there's unrepentant sin going on in the church, um, there's an expectation from Paul and I think from Jesus, yep. which we'll see, yep. to not just um, ignore it or do nothing about it. He, you know, we, we're supposed to do something about it. Right, and so, but, so by unrepentant repentance sin, you're talking about the person who professes to be a follower of Christ.
1: Yes. Correct, and, and is willfully living in sin. Well, and yes. Paul
0: even at the end of that thing, he even says, you know, I, I'm, you know, what we're, we're not talking about outsiders. We're yeah. not talking about people outside right. the church. We're talking about people inside the church. Um, we can't, we can't expect godly behavior from yeah. exactly outside. the people church. people
2: outside the church are only doing what they should be doing. As a result yep. of being non-believers who are void of Christ. Yep. So that's an important the distinction. Yeah, but inside the church, we have Christ. We have the Spirit dwelling in us, right? We have everything that we, that we need for life and godliness in Christ. And so it matters how we interact with each yep. other and how we call each other on things, how we disciple each other towards right. holiness rather than away from it. And so that's that's kind of what the bottom line is. Yeah. I,
0: we might wait to get into some of it because it's going to... It may actually sure. follow Matthew better yeah. than right. right. precede Matthew. Yeah, right. well, let's, he, let's he look, gets, look at Matthew 18. gives some steps too. So, yeah.
1: so Matthew 18, um, I'm just going to read a few verses, not, not the whole chapter, but we'll talk about the whole chapter here in a minute. So Matthew 18, starting in verse 15, says that if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I say to you, whoever, whatever you buy on nurse shall be bound in heaven. And oh, we're you, not to read that. No, yeah. This is the rash <laughs> part. I'm just this is a whole new section. It, by it the way. is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. But I'm, I'm going to read it anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. So, mm. <laughs> That's so right. we're talking about two reading.
2: completely different things here.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. No. Maybe they're one no or No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's all one thing. Yeah, so, so so what do we get from just reading those verses about if your brother sins against you?
2: Well, our brother will sin against us, yes. right? And, and then, uh, you know, he's kind enough to give us a uh, kind of a, a bullet list of, of how to proceed and, and walk through that. I love that it starts yeah. with go to him, right? So this is between you and him yeah. as it begins. And it doesn't start with wait for him to come to you.
0: So, or leave yeah, the, right. or leave the church, go somewhere else. Or yeah.
2: or leave the church or let it fester, right? So right. there's there's a proactive like um, kind of an immediacy
0: yeah.
2: of like, hey, let's let's go ahead and crush this thing and resolve this thing. Right. So there's there's a desire to quickly resolve. That's right. that's the first awesome thing actually. Yeah. It's quick be, resolve.
1: It could be in this instance the brother maybe doesn't even realize to totally. sinned against totally. you. maybe it was willful, maybe it was you know right. a, or that he bad. hasn't sinned at all.
0: Right, um, because that that's when when you get to the yep. next step where you start to bring some more people in. Yep. Right, you'll start to realize this guy hasn't. Yeah, you know, there you're... can actually be an evaluation that may be different. Correct than yours. Right. Yeah. Yes. But the first step is just you're acknowledging, yes. hey, there's there's tension here that needs to yes. be resolved. Right. And and as Christians, we need to do this. Yes. We do it in families. We do it in friendships. We don't do it well in the church, and yes. and we really we should make it a priority. Right. So. And it doesn't need so. And it doesn't need to start like.
2: By putting the person on blast, it right. doesn't need to be this this big public undoing, right? right or drama. Right. Don't take the social media to, to yeah, blast it your doesn't brother. Start there. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. and I think most people's response, or most their tact, I would say, would be to go and talk to a bunch of other people about it. Yep. Um, yeah. And almost gain some support, or or I don't know, you know, yeah. the motive always, but um, but step one, go talk to the person yeah. that has offended you or that has wronged you. Yep. First. Don't don't bring anybody else into the picture at all first. Exactly. Go to that person. Yep. Yeah. Step one.
1: Yeah. And if he listens, you you, you gained a brother or, or a sister. Yeah. Uh, in this case, but if he doesn't, then then what's the next
2: step? Yeah. If he doesn't, then then you go to a couple others among you. Um, and this is important that every charge may be established, like you talked about. So, yeah. I- is this even right? Yeah. The way that I'm. Yep why I'm approaching this person or what I'm
1: approaching them for. Right. Right. The purpose isn't to gang up on the guy. Mm-hmm. Well, no. that
0: <laughs> might be the purpose, yeah. but it may not be the result. Just <laughs> Intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that I, we tend to just, you know, um, we're not very objective when it comes to the exact, you know, yep. when somebody wrongs us, we don't see things clearly, uh, having a couple other people come in and, and that are, you know, not part of the problem or not part of the you outside know, of it. Yeah. They're yeah. outside of it. They might be able to see more clearly what's going yep. on. And it may be that there was a misunderstanding or that you've taken it the wrong way yep. or that, you know, they haven't done anything wrong at all, but that's where, yep. you know, you're going to establish this idea of two or three witnesses yeah. yep. is going to help establish yep. what's really going on. Well, here. this is even where juries come from, right? Like, I mean, yep. I mean, if you get down yeah. to it, like this is
2: why we have juries, which are people that are outside of whatever it is being tried is because there's a, there's a clearer evaluation that's able to take place from an objective outside
1: source. Yeah. Well, and even, like, there's kind of an impl- implication in that of, of you know, like, if, if I'm the one that's trying to approach somebody on their sin, you know, like, I would come to you guys and say, like, am I off base on this, or, or did I miss something? Like, like there's, you know, kind of maybe some possible corrections, yes. you know, coming my way in asking other people to help evaluate the circumstance. And yes. Like, you know, did I get, you know, needlessly offended by something, or, yes. like, was there an actual wrong yes. you know, that happened?
2: So, so, so again... You, you are able to go, it is encouraged to go to outside sources yeah. and, and in order to, I mean, you're going to have to discuss the issue right, to those people, but it's not first. First is right. to the person before you go to outside sources. Yep. We tend to get this backwards for yep. sure. many, many obvious reasons. Right. But
1: yeah. Yeah, and I think as as the outside sources too, like you know, you you would have an obligation to try
0: to be objective, not just side with your buddies, totally. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Totally, yeah. Um, yeah it know. doesn't specify who you get, and that it would be kind of helpful. But I mean, obviously, if you're trying to solve a resolution, you want to bring people in that are objective right. and yeah. and that aren't going to just take one side or the other. Yeah. And and really, that you know, the part that you you continue to read into uh-huh. where Jesus says, "Where two or three are gathered, in my name there I'm with them." That this is what it's talking about. Right. It's referring back to this. People think that that means somehow that. You know Jesus isn't present if it's you by yourself. But if yeah, you get right. two or three people with you, you know now now you got fellowship going on, and it really has it's it, that whole verse is talking about church discipline. Yeah. Yep, It's talking and about these witnesses
2: in verse eighteen. Yes, establishing yep, yes. this
0: thing where it's not just my my word against his. Now now yes. it's like no, I'm in the, I'm in the midst right. of this. Now we've got we've got something that we can work with here. Yeah, we've got a,
2: a yeah. party, a collective that agrees yep. that this is what's gone on. Yeah. yeah, right, and that's what is being talked about later I, on. I can't yeah. help
0: but think of the passage about the plank in your eye. You know, you, you've got this thing you can't see clearly. Um, you know, all you can see is the fence. You see this little speck in your brother's eye. You don't notice that. You bring in a couple of objective people, and they yep. might be able to say, hey, wait a second. You're actually the one that's that's in the wrong here in right. the way you're, you're right. looking at this. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. 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 Um, so you go to the person one-on-one. If, if they don't hear you, you take a couple people and go back. Uh, and then what happens if, at that point, the person doesn't hear from the two or three. Then you put them on blast. Take them to the principal's yeah.
0: office. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then you take to social media. Yes. <laughs> that's the time to do it. And you do all the social media platforms. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that he does mention the
2: church here. Yeah. Even though this is kind of pre-church, which which just means assembly. You know, the yeah, yeah. ecclesia, it's those who are called out. But yeah, he's actually referencing that we're part already of something bigger as Christ followers, as disciples of Christ. Yep. Yeah, that's not about us about it's about something larger. And so then that larger thing becomes, you know, savvy or enlightened or involved yeah. in what this is that's going on if it's unresolvable first. Yep. Yeah. So so we're
1: not really given any detail in this about what it looks like to take it to the church, but like what what do you think that could look like
0: or mm. should should look like mm. when you take something to the church? Mm. I would start with the church leadership. I mean that's that's makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but, again, you've got somebody who's done something. Um, the guy goes to him individually, hey, you've, you've wronged me. He says, no, I haven't. Then you bring in objective party. They all agree, no, yes, you sh- you're in the wrong here. You need to, you know, repent from this sin. You need to turn. He still says, no, I'm not doing that. Well, next you get the church leadership involved is what makes sense to me in this situation. Sure. Um, so that, you know, we, we try to... Work through this together. Now you have a kind of maybe a little bit more authority. Uh, somebody else that's you know the spiritual leaders of the church that can walk into the situation and, and look at it and say. And then again, if the agreement is still there, that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. We've run into this. I mean, it's just that. You know, do you agree yeah. that? You, do you agree that what you're doing is sin? And if they say yes, that now you have an opportunity for repentance and restoration. If they say no, then you're kind of you know yeah. you hit this point of something's yeah. got to happen. Something's right got to change. There. So, so, I mean, ultimately what we're talking
2: about at this point is that they're, um, that we're making the entire body where everyone who's connected that person or maybe yep. connected that person, we're making them aware that they are in unrepentant sin, but there's got to be humility when it's done. I do believe it should Absolutely. be the leaders and I do believe it needs to be done in a complete spirit of humility. Yep. Um, cause that's where it can go wrong sometimes is everything leading up to it could have created a tension between leadership. And the person, and sometimes the way it's unpacked is just not charitable at all. Right. It doesn't look or come off like the goal is restoration, or like we're ultimately for that person. Yeah. It just comes off as if you know they're they're a witch. Right. And, uh, <laughs> they're <a saint. laughs> Yeah. And uh, and so we need to be we need to be careful with how we do it. But the Absolutely. bottom line is at the, at this point, everybody who's connected to that person, you know what I mean, who's basically covenanted covenanted together as the people of Christ, because yep. that's really what we are, are then notified yeah. of what's going on and
1: why. Yeah. I talked about this last Sunday in Romans 12 where it says that we're members of one another. Yeah, exa- exactly. Right, and then this is, this is part of what that exactly. is. Like we belong to one another and we have responsibility yeah. for one another um, because yeah, we care ind- and we love one yes. another. Right? the independent thing doesn't work here. And that's
2: right. what looks so ugly, I think, to out, the outside world and even many yeah. so-called Christians when they see this happen is it looks like we're imposing or intruding on somebody's freedoms, like individual rights as a believer, and it's like you're tied to something bigger. Like it's not about your individual rights. This is the problem
0: with with the the church, the Western church especially. Mm. But even even more the Baptist flavor, you know, that kind of um, is that your individual – personal relationship with Jesus yep. is what's encouraged over everything else. Yeah. And so it's really about, you're kind of autonomous. Your yeah. autonomy is
2: esteemed more. It is. Than your union. The, the church
0: yes. is not really a big deal. Yes. Um, your individual Christianity is the big deal. Yeah. And so that's where church discipline doesn't make any sense in right. that regard. Right. But if the church is a big deal and you're part of this bigger thing. Yes. Um, then it, it matters yeah. greatly. And that's one of the things I admire more about some of the Orthodox yeah. movement and, you know, the, even Roman Catholicism. The church matters. Yes. Um, they get that. More right than I think a lot of times what what we do with it. Yeah, we
2: love to focus on what we've been saved from rather than what we've been saved to. Yeah, in the West, right? And one of the things we've been saved to is is a body of believers that's bigger than us. Which is yeah, why, church, why you
0: know, church members can just hop from one church to the next with no consequence. If they don't like it here, yeah. they can run to the next one. There's yeah. no accountability. I don't know there's if we're no, going to get into this,
2: but th- this is huge. Th- it this, is. this is why, I mean, one of your questions, I think, so I can wait is like, yeah, yeah. why doesn't this work if it doesn't work well? And that, yeah. that's why. Yeah, no, that's so why. we'll just wait for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Right. No. Okay.
1: It's there, a total side note. There's a, a couple comments in the chat about David busting out into a drum solo, just FYI. <laughs> You, you, right you, now, you, yeah, you were hitting the table a second yeah. ago. Gosh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, anyway, I did not even know I did that. Back to our regular programming. <laughs> 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 yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we take it to the church, and then it says if they does if he doesn't listen, uh, let him be to you as a gentile and a
2: tax collector. Dang, that's hardcore. It is hardcore. What 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 does that mean? Well, first of all, I don't think it's a compliment. I think right. he's I think he's I think he's uh, not not only to the offender but also to the people he's talking to because he's ta- he's talking to Jews with a Jewish mind right here. Yep. And the way that they looked at Jew- uh, Gentiles and the way they looked at tax collectors was not Christ-like. Right. Let's just say that. So I, I believe he's just he's giving them something they can understand. Yep. The way that you actually like like blackball these people. You can do it to,
0: to this person now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In, in First Corinthians, Paul says, you know, you don't even you don't even eat a meal with right. them. Um, treat them as though they're an outsider yeah. uh, and not not part of the church. Because at yeah. that point, um, you know, that's how they're behaving. That's we kind of a profession of faith. We we take them at their value. You know that you know if they, somebody says yeah, I'm a Christian, you take it at face value until they give you a reason, you know, to not think that way. And if somebody well, refuses to change, refuses to repent of their sin and admit they're wrong. That's what you do. But yeah, it's, you know, IRS this, agents in the world are yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah. This looks this, <laughs> this looks cold
2: and this looks yeah. heartless. It does. This is one of those things that nobody likes about church discipline is mm-hmm. this, it, yeah. if it actually goes this far and it's actually done correctly, um, but it, it is meant to hurt. It's actually meant to make you feel like you have, you have been cut off from the most important right. thing that you have so that you might repent. Yeah. Right. So that it might hurt, but it doesn't hurt if everything goes on like normal. Exactly. Right. Actually, First Corinthians yeah.
0: five says it more gnarly than this. No, it, it says <laughs> it way gnarlier. than that. He says, "You are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved the, in right the day right. of the Lord." Exactly. Yeah. And, and the idea here is that you're you're putting him outside of the church. A Christian, if they are truly a Christian and they're put outside of the church, they're they're basically being handed over to the enemy at that point. Yeah. And say you know have your way with them. But the hope is that they'll be saved on and, the day of the and Lord. And the real
2: Christian is going to know it. Yeah. Once yeah. he's outside the church, the yeah. real Christian is going to be so uncomfortable. May not be tomorrow or next week. Yeah. Right. But it's it's going to be unbearable because yep. he's a Christian. <laughs> he a, has Christ. Yep, he has the spirit. Absolutely. He needs the church more than anything. It's a drastic
0: measure, it. but but it's again to try to 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 get a drastic result to get to make sure that on the to day of the Lord, right. that, exactly. that they're saved.
1: Yeah. To win the person back. Yeah. Yep. I, I was, uh, I think I was a teenager, if I remember right, but I was in a church where, um, you know, a guy had an affair on his wife, and, and it, like, it went, you know, kind of through the process to the and was unrepentant and to the point, you know, where they brought it to the church and, and, you know, put him out, you know, excommunicated him from the church. And the instructions from the pulpit were, you know, like, if you see him downtown, you know, cross the street and, you know, walk the other way, um, you know, basically to sh- kind of shun the guy, <laughs> um, which as a kid that, I mean, I, I didn't fully understand it. Um, like, was that, is that what we're talking about here? Hmm. To treat someone as a as a gentile and a tax collector, is is this a shunning when 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 someone's put out of the church? No, I
2: I I I personally believe that we um we're we're never told that we're allowed to be unloving or unkind to anybody. Sure, okay. So like there there's there's cordial like you can still acknowledge someone and say hi to someone or whatever. Um, but the idea is that they're not participating in the things that the church participates in, right, in the same way that the church participates in them. Yep. They are cut off from that. So it doesn't mean that you completely ignore somebody or you're a jerk to somebody. It just means that you're no longer doing things that Christians do together.
0: Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's my opinion. On no, that. I think that's good. Yeah. I think in some churches it's actually uh, ex communicating is, right. is, is meaning no communion, yeah, no communion. and specifically the Lord's table. But mm-hmm. it's, it's the idea that you don't just welcome him into the fellowship as though yep. so nothing's wrong. Yes. Um, and exactly. continue to have this, this, this Christian fellowship relationship. I'm with doing him. this right now with a yeah. brother. Yeah. There's
2: a brother right now that's basically been excommunicated partially by him because he knew <laughs> that, yeah. that way he's willfully doing is unacceptable partially by us because I've had the conversations with him about what he's doing he knows his lifestyle's wrong. I'll still run into this guy sometimes, right in public, and I'll even hug him and tell him I miss him. Yeah, but that's it. Like that's as far as it goes because right. I do, I do miss him. Like I, my heart breaks for him. Right. But n- there's nothing ordinary about a relationship as two Christians. We're not doing the right. things that Christians do together. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him know when I see him. Like, yeah. man. Yeah. Good to see. you. And, and for what yeah. it's
0: worth, there was a, there was a point where this person was fighting against. <laughs> Um, th- this particular this sin in the their difference. life, yeah. uh, they, they were they were in a battle. Yeah, yeah. Um, they knew it was wrong. They admitted it was wrong. They were battling. So even um, when they fell short, they would feel bad. Sure, yeah, there they felt repentance. Short. Yeah, okay. yeah, and and, yeah. and that's part of what it is, means to be a Christian. That's part of the Christian yeah. life. That's is fighting against sin. Yep. Yeah, and the church needs to stand shoulder to shoulder with yes. people that are fighting yeah. and help them fight. That person needs you grace. And yes, and encouragement. Absolutely. And this is where I think we we this get is the di- church discipline wrong. But there came a point where it's like, no, this isn't wrong. I'm, I'm fully embraced. I'm diving in head first yeah. into the. Into I'm the pool done of this fighting thing. it. Yes. I know it's wrong. It yes,
2: it and here I'm I'm going full on into it. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about here. That's yeah. when it's worthy of. Other people being brought into it and right. the church being brought into it is a sin that is knowingly wrong, but you don't
0: care. Right. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's for the benefit of that person. It's for the benefit of the church. Yes. And it's for the glory of God. All of those things yeah. are in mind. Actually, can I read our, our, yeah. our mission? Or This is from our, our bylaws <laughs> about church discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says church discipline may be defined as the confrontive and corrective measure taken by an individual church leaders or a congregation regarding a matter of unrepentant sin in the life of a believer a proper understanding of church discipline realizes that the focus is not on the punishment but ultimately the restoration of a believer in error the threefold purpose of church discipline is to glorify god by maintaining purity in the local church to edify believers by deterring sin and to promote the spiritual welfare of the offending believer by calling him or her to return to repentance and restoration, so that's that's good. That's what's right in our our bylaws as far as what it is. Well, I'm not patting ourselves on the no, back, no. but <laughs> but I think this is a, it was a nice little short, concise no, statement sure. that yeah. tells us what it is and why we do it.
1: Yeah, for sure, absolutely.
2: Yeah, so it's again to the unrepentant. If if yeah. there is a sin there, like Christ is talking about, yeah. if that's established, then it, it's the fact that that person is willfully continuing in that thing. We had, we had this with a guy that wanted to leave his wife years ago in the church. Dude was a more probably mature believer in many ways than we were at the time, knew his word really well, (laughs) but it just come to the point for whatever reason in his life where it's like, yeah, I don't want to be married to her anymore. Um, and he was justifying it at all. He had no biblical grounds for divorce at all whatsoever. And so we met with him, um, continuously for a while with scripture, pleading with prayer and he just basically was ignoring you know scripture and went ahead and went through with it so at that point we went ahead and uh, it was a willful disobedient act clearly against what god would have him do in this circumstance so it was it was valid um and fair game and and so we finally got in front of the congregation everyone knew who he was and we just said hey so and so has decided to do this after much counsel and and, uh, and so, therefore, you know, we let people know what, yeah. what he was doing
0: and what their response was to be. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. But in, in the other cool thing is we had another guy, that similar thing. I was thinking of him, too. Um, yes. That, that basically came and said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm done. I'm out. I can't do this anymore. No, no real um, biblical reason. No biblical reason, just frustration. And, uh, and, again, the scriptures were presented to him. This yep. is what This is what God's word said. Are you willing to do it? And he repented and he broke and, and repented. he broke and he's yeah. still and did, married today, you know, yep. and it was still neat it. to see, you know, it didn't have to go beyond, you know, yep. just, just, um, the immediate uh, pastors at that time. Yeah, yeah. But, yep. um, but it's cool to see when, when that happens too. Yeah. And, and we need, you know what? I just, I appreciate being called on my, on my crap sometimes. Know, yeah but, but I know I need it. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's neat to know. Yeah, that it's that never enjoyable at the moment. It's but. neat to know there are people in my life that are yes. watching out for my soul yes. and, and, and looking for me when I go into air, you know, yes. care about me enough to say something to me. Yes. And if I didn't have that, yes. um, I mean, that, that's a grace of God yes. that, that this exists. Yes. We, and we, again, absolutely. it's not,
2: it's not like we're going around looking in people's no. windows at night. You know, at their house, like no one's looking I mean, if for. They keep, re- the, if they
0: keep the blinds open. No, no one's yeah, that's looking. On them. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're
2: good behind a tree at night. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not creepers. <laughs> no, we're not I like don't. I think that I think that that Flanders people almost view the church the that that <laughs> I think people almost view the church that actually carries out church discipline as people that are looking for reasons to bust people, right? And that's not it at all. No one's looking for any reason to bust anybody. I mean, these are these are things that come up that are that are obvious when they're presented to us that need to be dealt with properly when they're presented to us. We're not looking for anything. We don't like these things. This is one of the things that we hate the most to do as pastors. Like there's there's we do not wanna we don't have any kind of pleasure
1: walking around just nailing people on stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So so the goal is always, you know, Restorative, you know, e- even in correction, it's, it's restorative, right? The goal of this is never to be, you know, punitive. Like we're just going to punish people uh, or anything like that. Well, we, it shouldn't be, shouldn't be. Yeah. So, so, I mean, unfortunately, it sometimes. Well, that's the know, bummer the is, the is that, that you, there, there are
0: abuses in the church where you see these yeah. kind of tyrannical leaders. I mean, I can think of a couple guys right now that are. Uh, these these strong arm leaders that if somebody disagrees with them or challenges their authority, yeah. um, they'll they'll exercise right. church discipline yep. just to get them out of there, yep. and that's evil. Yeah, they will that's, bury, not cool.
2: that's like mafia style. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's that's evil. That's not
0: that's not at all what we're talking about here. So yep, yep. so yep. it can be done in a, in, a, in a very wrong and punitive <laughs> way, and I think that's part why people kick against it. Right. But if it's done biblically. Never punitive, always restorative. Right? Yeah. So. Even saw this
2: done with a with a pastor once. He was a pastor of like a pretty prominent church in town that was really growing, and and the dude was rad. He was a gifted teacher, all that stuff. But there was you know some sin that had been fallen into, and so uh, his elders had approached him, but also uh, other pastors in the area had approached him and got involved. And it was it was the way that it was done. I got to kind of watch it, you know, happen and unfold and. It was, uh, it was beautiful. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to be immediately restored yeah. to that office, but he was extremely broken. He was extremely repentant. He wanted restoration. He wanted uh, forgiveness. He wanted all those things, and so he was humble, and then, and then the way the pastors came around him and loved him and encouraged him in that stuff and were for him, <laughs> and that stuff was really cool to watch yeah it was a really neat thing so even, even at a high level if you have someone who's not a tyrant um <laughs> you know it, yeah. it, it it needs to be practiced and it, it can be
1: cool when it's done well i know yeah. that was one of your questions yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> um we don't have you know time to really unpack the rest of matthew 18 but just you know this section is sandwiched in the middle of you know things about humility and forgiveness and, and, and those kinds of things and so that's just you know something important to note mm-hmm. um and we don't have time to unpack even the second half of the section you know that we read we've got some other questions to get to but um you know to your point Brent if we're doing this biblically you know we're, we're told here like God's in the midst of it right right we we can trust that God will be in the midst of it when our approach is you know with the with the idea of restoration with forgiveness with humility realizing like that could be me yeah. Right. In, in the middle of, you know, whatever kind of corrective action might be taking place. It could easily be me. Right. Now, I think of is First Corinthians 6 where Paul kind of gives this list of, you know, kind of gnarly things and then reminds the congregation like such were some of you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to, to bring a dose of humility that like, you know, I, I, God has called me and pulled me, you know, from the muck and the mire. Um, and so that should give us, you know, a humility and a graciousness in dealing with other people you know, mm-hmm. who are going through, you know, their things, um, you know, for sure. Um. How many times, I'm actually looking for a number, but how many times, so, so we've got this process that's outlined, um, are, are, how many times does it go to the church? Like, like that's a pretty rare thing, it, it seems like, where, you know, you get someone up in front of the church and say, hey, they're being unrepentant in their sin. Like, the idea of this process is that, you know, maybe, you know, 99 times out of 100, you know, it gets handled before it gets to that level. <laughs> Um, you know on the one-on-one or the two or three on one that you know that's where you know these things typically you know find their resolution yeah yeah and so what what is that like like what encouragement would you give to the to the congregation the people in our church when it comes to discipleship or or the idea of church discipline um, as far as the biblical prescription for how to handle you know when someone sins against you
0: i mean i'll go back to what we started out saying you know that uh, this is this is good for um, you know, the idea that you resolve things, that, that's the Christian way. Um, so knowing that we're, we're part of a family, uh, the, the option isn't just to bail. You, you need to actually work to resolve things. I, I think if we have that mindset. We do it with our marriages. We do it in our friendships. We do it in our family relationships. We just don't do it well in the church. Yeah. And I wish my people would just take that seriously and do well, we
2: might as Well, so. we might yeah. as well just bring it up now yeah. um, since we were going to talk about it anyway, like we started to. Like this, this is why church discipline um, isn't effective, today, even when you do go through all the steps, yeah. even when it's necessary to go through all the steps, and then to present that person in that situation to the local congregation is because they'll just go down the road to the next church. Right, right. And that pastor down there, nine times out of 10, has, has no desire. right. To contact the previous pastor to see why they came, and uh, yep. what the dealio is, and so like we, we live in a completely dysfunctional as far as a unified Catholic like in the true sense, yeah. little C Catholic church. We we we're far past that in the West. <laughs> like, yeah, the, we're all about competition. We're all about having more people fill our seats. We don't care why. We don't care where they come from. And so there's not uh, there's not accountability that 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 spiderwebs yeah. across an entire
0: region. Um, we've they, actually called pastors and call, we've called people, and they—they they literally, their response is just so bizarre. Like, why are you calling me? Why are you telling yeah. me this? They're, well, they're almost, thanks. yeah, they don't even—they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, it's they do weird. not care. I've yeah. had a couple that appreciated the call, but most, for the most part, yeah, mostly like, they don't. You know, we're just happy we just grew by. You know, we have another giver in the church. You know, Exactly. Yeah, strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's really hard for us
2: to to go through the steps. I mean, we can still go through the steps, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as it was back in the early church, right? Because the early church, there was there was a much more of a handle and a unification, right. on the local churches, right, like they were overseen, yep, um, you know, consistently by the same people, and so there, you know,
1: anyway, yeah, it's a bummer, yeah. It stinks. Yeah, it really, it really is. Because as we've already established, at the end of the day, you know, this is about you know leading people to holiness, yeah. leading people in discipleship closer yeah. to Christ, yeah. uh, calling people to repentance yes. out of love for them, yeah. and, and it's just kind of a bummer that you know, kind of the church as a whole doesn't view this yeah. you know in that manner. Yeah, right.
2: They're able to continue to go wherever they need to go to get their church fixed and feel good while being enabled right. to continue in
1: that which God would have crushed. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I think you mentioned it before, Brent, but, you know, I've had experiences, too, where, you know, people in my life have pulled me aside and said, hey, you're being a knucklehead. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, and and you kind of lit into me. And, and, and in the moment, it's never pleasant, but afterwards, like every time, I'm thinking, gosh, I'm thankful that somebody did that for me. Um, you know, on some occasions, it's something that maybe I already knew, and I just needed someone to, you know, get me back in line. In other cases, like, you know, I had no idea. <laughs> Uh, you know, that this was going on or that it was perceived this way. And, um, you know, I've just become really appreciative to have, you know, people that I trust, you know, to do that for me uh, in
0: my life. Yep, I agree. Well, and it, and that's the neat thing is that we as pastors aren't above this either. You know, even right. even today we're going to meet with somebody that, that I think we don't know exactly what the meeting is going to be about, but somebody that said, you know, hey, got got something I need to talk to you guys about, kind of yeah. a bone to pick. And and I, we don't know what it's going to be, but it's possible that we've done something that, you know, we didn't realize was wrong or hurt somebody. I mean, sure. this kind of stuff happens and this applies to us as well. Yeah. That, you know, we're part of that same, same process. And, and it's good for us to have people that are willing to come and talk to us and resolve things rather than just bail. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've had too many people just bail and I'm glad that, you know, it's probably going to be difficult to to do, but it's worth it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just for, you know, congregants, people, people in the congregation, um, you know, we, we owe this to one another out of love and mm-hmm. care for one another um, and just like I'm thankful that I've had times in my life where people have done this for me and pulled me aside and, and you know, had hard conversations, I, I owe it to people to do the same thing, uh, to them out of love and care for them, not, not to be right, not to win a fight or anything like that, but um, not, not to blast anybody or to degrade them or demean them in any way, but because we love and care for one another. This is, this is how we help each other in our walk with Christ. Um, you know, discipleship is a team effort at the end of the day. It's it's not a one-way effort from, you know, the pastors to the congregants. It's it's a team effort that we all need to participate in and that we all would benefit from. Why do you think it is that, that churches tend not to talk much about holiness? That doesn't fill the seats, man. Right.
0: You're not going to pack them in with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah. part of it, but I think there's also um, because we— focus on grace so much and we focus on uh the free gift of righteousness that's ours uh, it, it's it's very easy to hear that message and then act like holiness doesn't really matter that much like yeah we've been gifted holiness by christ that's our standing so what we do doesn't right. matter that much uh, we even come across that way at times we don't we don't necessarily mean to but the truth is that if you're preaching the gospel you're often going to sound that way to people sure. so maybe that's part of why people don't make it a priority yeah I, I heard, I'm thinking of I can't remember who it
1: was, but I heard somebody say maybe more than once, but I remember someone saying once um, the idea of Christianity is to love God and do whatever you want, and it kind of the implication was that like holiness didn't matter so much that that you know we're all fumbling our way through life and we all need grace and so just you know God's grace and don't don't worry about you know this idea of holiness just just do whatever you want and you know God's going to be there to to pick up the pieces and and that kind of thing and it's it's a misunderstanding of holiness. Sure.
2: I think a lot of times pastors just don't don't even know how to communicate it. Like they themselves don't know how these sure. things fit together, right? So it's like, oh, we're saved. We're saved by grace. Now go get holy. Yeah. Now go live a holy life. Yeah. And I don't think there's a lot of continuity a lot of times to how it's taught to the congregation properly taught. Right. That holiness is a byproduct of the grace of God and faith. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of times when it's preached, it's like you just need to go do better. You just need to stop doing that and start doing right. good things. And uh, there's a message to be had there, but but the why and how that fits in the grace that's been imparted to us right. matters, and I just think you very rarely will find that communicated well. Right, where you have everything present in its proper
1: order. Right, it's a bit of a needle to thread. Yeah, it feels like because you know the you you err on either just going you know all you know all grace and never. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the other side or, you know, the, the try harder to be better message where, yeah. you know, the Christian life is all about just being as good as you exactly. can. Exactly. Um, right. And, you know, bo- both, you know, like there's a middle ground in there somewhere that we have a difficult time finding. Yeah. Well, they sometimes. fit right together. Yeah, yeah. You know, one is the reason
2: for the other. Right. right. And so and so, one is the reason why we're mindful of the other and why the other one has value. Right. Right. Rather than, rather than a legalistic, like, just, just clean yourself up, you right. know what I mean? Right. You're kind of
0: lagging behind. Yep. Wouldn't you agree that there's kind of a biblical expectation that if the Holy Spirit has taken up residency in a person... That's what I'm saying. ...that, th- that there's going to be this new heart desire, this new thing? So so, there, so it, when, when something like this comes up and happens, if the Spirit resides in you and you're doing something that offends God... There should be exactly a desire to repent, a desire exactly. to get that right. Doesn't mean it's going to be immediate. Sometimes exactly. it takes a while, but there should be this overriding thing now within you that's saying, "No, that God's God's law is now in my heart. I can't do. I can't live this way. I can't be this way." Exactly. And so when you when you go and confront somebody in their sin, yes. this is what should take place. The Word of
2: God, yeah. through the Spirit of God, yes. will draw. A definite conviction. Yes. Yeah, if right. you
0: ignore it and don't say anything about it, this, is what Paul was getting on the First Corinthians about, or the First Corinthians, not the Second Corinthians, but the First Corinthians, uh, the Corinthian church about was that they they weren't doing anything about it. They were just acting like it was no big deal, and right. it was a big deal, right? Um, and, and I'm sure once they got the letter and saw it, they went, "Oh wow, we got to, we got to, we got to do something here." For they sure. were probably yeah. convicted by it, but, for
2: sure. But he starts that whole letter to this messy church, yeah, by telling them by acknowledging that they are the church by the grace of God, right? right. So, yeah. so again, like. He, he he deals with the go- the gospel is first and foremost. Why I'm even gonna say the things that I'm gonna say to you the yeah. way I am is because of what God's done, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes ahead and calls them, and then you allow the Spirit of God through the Word of God yes. to convict you and yeah. and to you know put you back on the freeway. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Here here's a question not on the list, but something uh, I was thinking about last night. Um, how does this work in the age of lawsuits? <laughs> like people are kind of <laughs> you know we have well, a litigious society, right? And there's a lot of you know you know books out there that talk about you know, here's how you need to structure your formal membership in order to try
0: to avoid a lawsuit. Yeah, you get or you get whatever ironclad whatever. membership you know, where somebody draw, writes with their name and blood, yeah. and says, "I will never sue you, no matter what you do to me." And then you don't. And then they sue you. Yeah, they sue you. So you anyway. take <laughs> so you take you, ta- you, ta- you take matters into your own hands, and you do. You know, you don't trust yeah. God. You just you you. Not-
2: I'm just kidding. Do you find yeah. it funny that it goes from First Corinthians five, this subject, to First Corinthians six, <laughs> right, which <You> know, lawsuits <laughs> is lawsuits <laughs> against each right. other, and Paul's like.
0: Stop it, guys. <laughs> like, don't you know how to do it Yeah, that was 2,000 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, they... The truth is, somebody, you know, we, we've had a couple situations where somebody probably could have made a case to say that, you know, you defamed me or you slandered me or yeah. you, you made me look bad or whatever and could have probably come after us. But at the end of the day, you either trust that God's going to build his church and the gates of hell aren't going to prevail against it or you don't. Right. And, and you know, if somebody wants to come at us with a lawsuit, they're going to um, we have must have please him, God rather than man. Right. Yeah, creating so, systems yeah, that aren't necessarily – biblical to try to avoid that. Yeah. Um I I see why people do, do it, but I just, you know, we've got to trust him. Yeah. So yeah. Agreed.
1: Um as we're in the home stretch, so last question, we've already touched upon this, but I think it'd be a good note to end on to just kind of reiterate why why is all of this a blessing from God? Why is it a blessing from God that we have, you know, kind of this process instituted within the church uh to help us in our pursuit of holiness. Well the whole the whole the whole thing's about fixing
2: something that's broken, right? Broken things aren't good. Yeah. I don't care who you are or, you know, what your background is or where you live or how you live. Like like w- when we know that something's wrong, we, we like things to be fixed. We like the thought of something being right. fixed. That much more so with a relationship, man. And uh, that's really what we're talking about. God is into fixing broken things. He's into restoring Broken things. He's into second chances, yeah, third chances, and fourth chances. You know what I mean, right? Um, Thankfully, and, and who doesn't love that? You know what I mean. That's ultimately what this is all about. It's about restoring something that's fallen short or yep. broken. You know, so
0: I, I think there's the testimony of the church that you know uh, the church has got a well-deserved black eye for being hypocrites. Um, we're broken people who who, who mess up, and, and and we try to pretend like we're not. Yeah, um, and, and so. To to be you know be able to acknowledge openly that we're this way, and yet holiness matters to us. We, you know we're God's people. We're yeah. me- we're meant to be distinct, and He's put this thing in place to you know a purified holy church, a holy bride, a you know a beautiful bride is important to God, and it's important to the watching world. So again, this to me is just a grace of God that that helps us you know through this process of sanctification, and that you know it's it's a team effort. Yeah, and the fact that I've got brothers beside me and sisters beside me that are calling me sometimes and, and saying, Hey, you said something. And I, you know, th- that's a fantastic thing to have in your yeah. life. Yeah. And to not have that, it, it just, I mean, I've seen too many churches that don't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody pretends like they're holy. They're doing all kinds of junk that's wrong mm-hmm. and nobody's saying anything about it. You know, it's obvious that yeah. it's a total mess. <laughs> I mean, it's just not, that's not that's good. That's why the right. world
2: loves it when, when something yeah. goes sideways and becomes public. It's like, oh, I gotcha, you know, yep. and, and so if it actually ends in in humility right um confession right and then yeah and then reception by the church that that's a pretty cool thing to to look
0: at. and there's such a huge difference between everybody admitting we're, we're we're broken sinners flawed we mess up all the time you know this is kind of the um as opposed to this self-righteous group of people that like we we never do anything wrong and we see somebody doing something wrong over there and we're going to go and you know that's what i think people view church discipline as you have these holier-than-thou people that are that are looking down on people that aren't doing well that's not what this is this is this is a a collective pool of (laughs) of broken idiots doing stupid stuff and we're we're helping each other out right and and if we see somebody going off the rails um we we love that person enough to do something about it and hopefully we see repentance and restoration. that's always what we want to see, yeah. even the people that have that are gone. you mentioned a couple of people, and I can think of a couple of people to see them actually come back in repentance and say, "Hey, what I did was wrong and I, and I know it now, and I'm sorry, would you receive me back? Yeah, yeah. my goodness, would we be so happy to do that for yeah. You know? that's, yeah that's that's what absolutely. we want to see for sure so we're, we're
1: never instructed anywhere in any of this to approach it out of our offense no. right. Um, we're, we're instructed to approach this with humility and the goal of restoration and forgiveness. Yep. Um, and, and that, that matters. Your you know, starting point in this matters. Um, and to your point, that's why you know, it, it is a team effort to engage in, in pastoral care. It's not just the job of the pastors, it might especially be the job of the pastors, but it's not right. solely the job of the pastors to engage in pastoral care. It's something that every member of the church engages in in some way uh,
0: or another, and again, out of our love and care for one another. Yeah, that prodigal picture of of somebody returning, um, and the response they get. You know, i mean, that's I, I can't help but think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it when we see yeah. uh, repentance and restoration take place. That's that's one of the greatest things to say. So you, let's throw a party. Yeah. yeah. You know, I love it. Yeah. But I wish it happened more often than it did. Right.
1: I, I think of one one example that just has always stood out in my mind, and, and it played out over you know quite a few years. But a, a pastor that I knew um, had an affair on his wife and. Wrecked his marriage and ended up, you know, marrying this other lady, and you know was kicked out of the church, excommunicated you know, from the church over the whole thing, and and, and, th- and there, that process was flawed. You know, it was, wasn't a perfect process. You know, as imperfect people, um, you know, trying to engage in this thing. Um, I don't know how many years later, but it was maybe ten years later. I don't know. It was a while, uh, quite a while later, where um, you know that guy went back to that church. Um, they had a special meeting mm-hmm. in the church, and he stood up and he's like, "I was wrong." For this, and I'm sorry, and apologize. I mean, it was just was a beautiful, humble, difficult thing uh, for him to do, especially all these years later, when kind of it was in some ways water under the bridge. Hmm. Um, but went back in that congregation, embraced him, and said, "We forgive you." I mean, it just was a really beautiful thing to see happen, uh, knowing that just the process from beginning to end was was flawed because sinners were involved in it. Uh, but what a neat thing to see, and, you know, a level of restoration
0: happened. I've seen mean? that kind of confession take place in churches before, where somebody gets up before the church, confesses, asks for forgiveness. Yeah. And I've never once seen, um, you know, like a, this person gets stiff-armed. Right. Now, there, there may still be consequences. I mean, that, sure. that happens. But, man, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch and yeah. behold when it, when the, that person is embraced and forgiven and loved yeah. Yeah. and restored.
2: I, I, I would say not, a, not only is it huge for the person doing it, the way yeah. that they're received by the church, but it actually does something to the church, to the local congregation yeah. to watch to watch this thing end in restoration. Right. Even if it unfolds and kind of looks ugly and, and gets gnarly and gets public, but to watch it in that way is a shot in the arm <laughs> oh, yeah. for years to come. Like, it is a strengthening of that congregation, yeah. of, of the unification that actually—the tightness that actually happens. Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anything else we need to say? Church discipline or, or discipleship? that haven't no. already said.
2: Don't do anything wrong, and you won't get reprimanded. <laughs> <laughs> it? no, it's, it's that simple. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I do want to say because we kind of made light of it earlier about you know people putting um, people on blast that offend them. Like, yeah. th- we would don't do that. Like it's it's so easy to do. I see so many Christians even doing it where their husband upsets them or their spouse or or somebody else in the church, and they'll make a comment. And just on social media and just let other people know, like, yeah, just, yeah, stop doing that. That's not the way to do it. Easy to do.
0: Not yep. the way to do it. Yeah, if this is uh, an area that, you know, you need help with um, or have, you know, there's, there's a situation out there that uh, we need to address or that you need to address and you need help with that, we, we definitely think it's worth it. Yeah. And it's biblical and, and it's restorative, which... Yeah, you know, matters to God, it matters to us, it matters to the church. Yep,
1: absolutely. Yeah. All right. What do you fellows want to pray?
2: Lord, <laughs> thank you for uh, even hard uh, subjects and hard texts like this. That even those are not um, meant to be bad. They're not meant to be negative. They are uh, for our good to produce a final good. In each of us, we th- we thank you, Lord, that when we go off, even in our personal uh, lives individually, uh, that you see it all, you know it all, and and that you care enough that you uh, make uh, known to us that we are true children, not illegitimate, like Hebrews twelve talks about. That you actually chastise us, that you actually um, chase us after us, uh, that we might be one. Um, and that we might repent and that we we might be restored. So help us to have that heart for your church. Help us to have that heart for uh, the people that you have entrusted to us. And and most of all, help us to be humble um, at all times, in all ways, to do things right the way that uh, you would um, desire us to do them. So, so yeah, thank you for once again um, solidifying and enlightening uh, your people on things that are even difficult like this, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.